Welcome to Hadley Present. I'm your host, Ricky Enger, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with the experts. In this episode, Hadley's Director of Community, Mark Arneson, along with Tara Perry and Eugenia DeRue, join us to discuss the impact of vision loss on friendships. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Hey, Ricky. Hey, so glad to have you all. It's uh, I think we were establishing new friendships just before we started this recording, which is always good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, is, that is cool. So we're talking today about friendship and how that can change along with vision changes that you're experiencing. And it's something that people ask about a lot. And one of the things that we really appreciate being able to do with this podcast is showing people that these experiences that you're going through, it's not just you, it's happening to other people. And here are some tips for navigating that. So I know we're going to have a great conversation. Mark has uh, some excellent questions lined up. Before we jump into that, why don't we just get a brief intro from each person and then off we go. So, Mark, you've been here before, uh, so make it quick. We'll start with you. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best to make it quick. So I do a variety of things here at Hadley, but one of the things I, I, I love doing and one of the things I get a chance to do is is to visit different um, groups and go to conferences and stuff like that and just share about all the, the things we're trying to do here at Hadley uh, to help. Fantastic. And Tara, how about you? Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm Tara Perry, and we're talking about friendships today and vision loss. So I will describe my vision loss a little bit. I have retinitis pigmentosa and would consider myself pretty much total. Uh, there are days where I might be able to tell it's daylight or maybe not if it's cloudy or overcast, um, which is great because I can always just think it's sunny even if it isn't. <laughs> and I think talking about friendships probably even more important for me to know is that I'm an introvert. So that impacts friendships as much or, or more than my vision loss at times. Definitely. As much as I talk for a living, I'm an introvert as well. And so I know that forcing yourself in some cases to be more outgoing than you are naturally can can be a little bit of a challenge. Eugenia, tell us a bit about yourself. Yes, uh, I am 62. I'm in the Buffalo, New York area. I uh, lost my vision a few years back. I had a brain tumor, size of a baseball in the middle of my forehead, and we didn't really know it. So I started losing my vision before that. And uh, I was, you know, I just ended up with surgery and all that, and it damaged my ocular nerves. I'm legally blind. I'm not fully blind, but uh, it's not going to get any better. It's just going to kind of continuing to get worse. So that's where I am with that right now. All right. Well, thank you all so much for uh, the intros. So I'm looking forward to learning about how you all are managing these friendships and just some tips that you're willing to share. So with that, Mark, I know you have some great questions. Let's get into it. Yeah, thanks, Ricky. Okay, so uh, first question, can you remember a time when it was you know, difficult or maybe uncomfortable to tell your friends about your vision loss? And, and then just a second part of that, how did you decide to tell them and, and then how did it go? How about you, Eugenia? Have you had that kind of experience? 
Well, I had separated myself from my friends a little bit because I wasn't functioning mentally because of the brain tumor. Yeah. And with my family, I will say I was afraid to tell them that I was having trouble because I'm the one that pulls it all together. I'm the one that did everything for everybody. And I was afraid to tell them because I didn't want to let them down. And then it came to the point where I really stopped functioning and the driving. Um, I got pulled over by the cops a couple times because I was swerving, you know, and I didn't know I was doing it. And I didn't realize at that time, my friends were looking for me. They were there. I just didn't know it. They were trying to find out where, where I disappeared to. And by the time everything happened, when I was in the hospital and then found out, you know, the vision, uh, they were still there for me. And I just had to come around and realize it. So I guess you know, it was a little different for me too. It wasn't anybody, I can't say they left or they didn't, they never left. I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for sharing. And, and this next question I have might be a little bit different then. And, and Tara, maybe we can start with you. Maybe it, it doesn't sound like things maybe change day to day on a practical level, but maybe navigating different circumstances became a little different for you. Like I was thinking about like, you know, you meet up with friends for lunch and it's tough to get there with transportation and not being able to drive. Or I know oftentimes friends like to go shopping together. And I've heard, you know, sometimes they like to try on outfits and get opinions about those outfits and things like that. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you just heard about that? I've heard the that's ladies? a thing with friends. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I was wondering about kind of navigating some of these situations like transportation and, you know, going to the movies and that kind of thing. Can you share a little bit about how you've navigated some of that stuff? Oh, sure. So referring back, in the losing the ability to drive, it does change things. And and especially, I think for me, it sort of changed things I would like to have done for people. Like you run out and pick up soup for a friend who is sick, or you might, you know, go pick a gift up or things like that. So yeah, then getting together and not being able to drive means everybody's got to come get Tara. And for a Many years I lived in the D.C. area, and so you can't take that lightly because coming to meet somebody, it's traffic and it's time and it's not convenient. There, you know, those truly, <laughs> it truly is a traffic problem there. So I had to learn that when people would say to me, I'll come, you know, I'll just come get you. And, you know, I'd say, is it okay? Or I'd second guess, are you sure? Is it not convenient? Just that's my personality, my nature. And Finally, I have a friend that said to me, she said, Tara, if we didn't want to do it, we wouldn't. And if we didn't want to do it, we wouldn't suggest it. So could you just say yes and thank you? And I, friendship is a two-way street. We learn from each other. And so, you know, they come get me. They do kind of tease me. Oh, yeah, Tara, never drive yourself, blah, 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 <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, so that's, I'm very fortunate that they come. And, you know, there are times where it doesn't work out and that's, that's to be expected and that's okay too. But they're... They've always been very willing, even if it hasn't necessarily been a convenient travel situation or traffic situation or those kind of things. And I love your, what you're saying about the outfits because, you know, news to me, not everybody does that, Mark. I don't know. Maybe they do. I'm the odd one out. <laughs> and, and so both with my friends I've had for a long time and with new friends, it's kind of a joke because, yes, Mark, we do go in. We like to give each other critiques about our outfit. <laughs> I, I have been told more than once, you're not very helpful. <laughs> you have an opinion? I'm like, yeah, just look in that mirror. And usually I'm pointing to the wall that doesn't have the mirror, so I'm not helpful that way either. And for me, I wish I could say because there's nothing like 
I call it the girl, you know, the good girlfriend advice that <laughs> lays it on the line and says, yep. yeah, don't go out on that or, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that, that one's going well. Also, you know, again, just a dynamic. And I think your thought about the movies for a long time, people just kind of thought I wouldn't want to go. And again, it's getting to that conversation of, you know, do you want to go or do you not want to go and, and not taking it off the list just for the assumption. So, you know, I might sleep through the action movie and usually if people choose those, I'll say yeah, it might be a great nap for me. Um, <laughs> but if you have one with dialogue or things like that, then, you know, so we, we kind of make those choices together. Once we've had that initial conversation of, oh, sure, let's go to the movies. And I'll bring that up, you know, instead of having someone else have to do it sometimes. So changes that, that you negotiate. Yeah, I was kind of curious, I was curious. Are those things that you're comfortable bringing up with your friends or does it are they comfortable approaching those kind of conversations with you, do you think? I think with the friends I've had for a long time, we're both very comfortable. That's just part of our friendship. And I've had to learn as well, like how to be more helpful to them because they don't they don't live with this vision loss every day. And I do. And so mm -hmm. um, with new people, I have found it to be easier for me just to bring it up um, and say, hey, I, I like to go to the movies. You know, is there an interest there or going to go eat and trying to figure out, you know, do I say, can I ride with you or shall I meet you there? So I, I find it easier just to try to be open about those with, with the new people as much as I can gauge and, and try to do that. That's good advice. Eugenia, how about you? Have you had to ne negotiate some of these different events and things that you go do with your friends? I, I have in it, and I agree with Tara. First, I, it was um, difficult to ask people or say, I just have to figure out the ride. That's what my famous statement was. I just got to figure out my ride system. You go to doctors, you go anywhere, movies, you know, just for a cup, cup of tea or something. And I have to say, I had to accept things. People want to give you rides. They want to help you. And I've had to accept it because I, again, usually I'm the one saying, hey, let's do this, let's do that. I did, like Tara, I do bring up, I love movies. I grew up on them. I don't want to miss that. And I can't see everything, but I can hear it. And I can pick out those actors better than anybody that's sitting around me, you know, because of the voices and everything. And I enjoy it. And so that part, yes. And I, the couple things I learned through becoming legally blind through my state, they gave me help and I didn't know it was there. They gave me the opportunity to know there was a van system that will get me places and a lot of things. There's like even an ATM, you could put an earbuds in it and it'll talk to you. you. You plug it in and it'll talk to you if you go to an ATM. It has the Braille system. A movie theater will have, I don't know, they're earbuds, I guess, that will help you here or it'll talk you through it oh so and so walked across the street yeah audio description right? but nobody else can hear it nobody else can hear that so it's that is something that i've learned uh with friends and family uh, i will say friends no but a family member always this is the other side of it always says oh i'm her uber right that's funny in the first moment you say it <laughs> But after you've said it a thousand times, it's it's it makes it on the embarrassing side again. They're helping me. So what can I say? But I guess the acceptance on that, it's the loss of the independence. It's a lot of getting through that. It's an emotional factor. And 
with friends, they, they, they are there. They've been there and they do help me. They want to help. So I, I have accepted and it's been like, you're back to normal with, I just don't drive anymore. So, uh, but I still do a lot of things with my friends and I've made myself do that too, because sometimes people don't know how to react to illnesses or vision loss or you're, they just don't. And, um, you know, you're trying to navigate it yourself, but you're trying to help them navigate it too. It's an, a journey for all of us. And I think that's the acceptance The for me is a lot of it. But yeah, they're there for me. And it's just getting through it, I guess. it's uh, I've gone back to a book club that I didn't think I'd ever go back to. And that has that's a big friendship that I have with five of us. It's only five of us, but it's it's something that I relied on. And um, we've all we've all figured it out. No, that, no, thanks for sharing. And Eugenia, I, I, um, you know, just when you mentioned, you know, the Uber comment that you made and this, this next question, I'm gonna jump a question. And, and um, you know, I, I, the question was, you know, are there any friendships that didn't last because of your vision loss you show, but even I, I'm wondering about even kind of difficult moments that you've had to encounter with friends. And how do you navigate those? Like you said, the first time it was kind of funny. But after a while, it's no longer funny. And you just want them to stop saying that. <laughs> like, yes, it's uh... <laughs> So I wonder, are there other moments like that where you've had to have conversations with some of your friends that were, you know, maybe a little bit difficult? It is, but you know what? I'm, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So I, I am cautious on, even though I don't believe in their hearts, they're trying to hurt me by saying Mm -hmm. it. So I have found myself swallowing it a little bit and not I mean, my sister. Yeah, I'm going to tell her because she's my sister. (laughs) I'm going to say, okay, (laughs) the Uber thing has to end. But saying that she gets other people to say it, you know, and it would be joke like and this is probably not a good joke. But my family, my husband and my daughter that lives with us, you have to hold on to people. You have to have them guide you if you sometimes and you know, I call it my seeing eye dog. (laughs) (laughs) We could laugh about it, but other people may not, but the Uber, the Uber thing, I don't know. I just, friends are more gracious about it than family sometimes. Are mm. They're willing to help you almost too much. Where do you put those boundaries? Um, yeah. Friends mm. are always there to, to help, but like you said, there's so much to it. There's so much emotion yeah. to this that it's, you just have to get through. I know it's on everybody, but there's really a lot that you have to deal with yourself and nobody else can do it for you. Thanks for sharing that. Tara, how about you? Like um, friendships that kind of went by the wayside, um, you know, because of your vision loss or, you know, are there been challenging or difficult moments you've had to kind of figure out together? Yeah. So I think tying back into the, to the former a little bit, I was just thinking as Eugenia was answering that for me, so much of that conversation is so dependent on my level of trust. Again, I'm, I'm, very fortunate. I, I've had some friends for 40 years and many for 20 plus. And those friends, it's it's easier for me. And and But that's been over time and it's been over experiences and it's been over interactions. And I tend to uh, have to work to the point where I can be open and say, okay, this is something I'm dealing with, with you know, or can we talk about this together? And so it can take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so Oftentimes I found friendships, I think there's a whole continuum of what those look like from, I don't know the terminology, but acquaintances to, uh, you know, good friends, great friends, best friends, whatever that, whatever that continuum is. And so 
Mm-hmm. For me, how much I delve into those conversations really depends very much on what that relationship is and what that level of trust is. And if I don't foresee that that friendship is going to move forward very far, maybe I just don't say anything, or it, which isn't very helpful. It, and that may not help the friendship move forward, actually. I, that may be on my part not beneficial. So we have had some of those conversations along the way, and, and many of them seem to come up naturally. And and I think also based on the friendships being different, like any relationship, you know, I might have a, a different conversation with one friend than I do another, just based on what our interactions are like, even trying to get the same point across. So I think yeah. the more recent thing for me, I've now had vision loss for 31 years. And with RP, I had acuity for a while, and then it went to losing that acuity and then having light perception and losing light perception to the point where I, again, as I said earlier, I describe myself as total. So my newer challenges in in my figuring out that some things aren't very enjoyable, and it might be things that we've done for a long time together. And, you know, I have to be able to say, hey, you know, that's a very visual thing or you know, or that's something we've always done before, but I'm just finding it's not very enjoyable at this point. So I'm really having to work through that and and then kind of come up with other suggestions or other ways, but taking that risk to be honest and say, maybe you could do that with someone different and we could do this together. I think that's such a good point. I mean, I appreciate you bringing up the level of trust that, that, that is needed in the relationship. And that often just comes with the time. Um Eugene, you brought up this this idea of boundaries, and I thought maybe we could just talk a little bit about this, and if you guys have some thoughts to share, I'd, I'd love to hear them, but I've just heard from folks that oftentimes friends can want to do everything for you, and like maybe, you know, it's, they're sometimes being overprotective, or maybe it's the other end where they're they're not so thoughtful about your vision loss. Um, have you ever run into that, a time when you've kind of had to establish a boundary with one of your friends? Yes, yeah, definitely. I think that when people find you have this vulnerability, they think it's, you know, something, I don't find it a weakness. I find that I have to find the positive in it and find it a strength that I can adapt to my vision loss. And I am a strong person. I'm an introvert also. And it's hard to get that across to people that, okay, I want to find that independence, independence. So don't grab that door for me. I have a lot of people when you're walking along, oh, there's a crack there. Oh, there's a crack of the sidewalk. There's, watch the door, watch this, watch that. And I think if I fall, scrape me off the ground. And I appreciate to a certain degree, but there are some people that cannot stop, you know, and, and I know their hearts are in the right place. They're just trying to help me, but it doesn't really help. It just, it holds me back emotionally. You have to establish some of the boundaries to say, and I think it's, again, an education for them. You have to find, and even when I went through therapy, vision therapy, they said, you know, when you're holding on to someone's arm, they're helping you. You don't have your cane with you. You're holding on somebody's arm. You have to train them how to do it. And they, they want to do it their way. So I'm like, Oh no, no, don't do it. Don't lift your arm up for me to put it down here and I'll hold you. For the most part, I've been lucky, but I've only had one friend as I was walking behind. And uh, I think I was actually in the wheelchair still in vision loss and uh, slammed the door in my face. Oh no. <laughs> yes. And, and that was a very close friend. But she didn't think about it. I, she didn't see that I was just, you know, Eugenia. I was the same person I always was. So in one way, you can say, well, she didn't see my vision loss and the problem. She, I was just Eugenia, still the same person. You know, the door in the face was a little bit rude, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So <laughs> it's not just friends and family. There's a lot of people that don't know how to deal with somebody that has a disability. Uh, you know, I don't know what anybody wants to call it, but it's there are a lot of a lot of things out there that you have to figure out. So true. No, you're absolutely right. And and I love how generous you are. You know, they're all well-meaning and good-hearted. They, <laughs> they are. They, they are. can be, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you like to give them a little the slap. Way. A little slap, <laughs> yeah, but, right. you know, they do have good hearts. I know that. I've been very lucky. My friendships that, and as Tara said, the older friendships, they just came back like it was no big deal. We just were adapting to things. And I still feel the love, the friendship, but it is, there is a trust to the degree with Tara with the, the vision. I still have some vision. And there's a, there's a trust that you really have to find with people. And I thank God for my friends because I do trust them. Thanks for sharing that. Tara, I'm curious, the same question, like, do you have friends that have wanted to kind of like just do everything or maybe overprotective or maybe again, the other spectrum where they haven't been so thoughtful? And have you had to set boundaries around some of that stuff? Yes. And again, I think I agree. I think people are well-meaning. I think I, I truly can think of three instances in my 30 plus years of blindness where, you know, interactions have been negative and those haven't been with friends. Those have been with just people, you know, you might've run into. So I think for me, the odds are that Usually when people are doing something, it's it's coming from a good place. As Eugenia said, it might not be an informed place, but it's usually a good place. And so I have people that tell me that your greatest strength is also your greatest limitation and mine is being independent. And uh, well, other people call it stubborn. So I take your, take your pick, whatever word choice you want to choose there. <laughs> whatever fits, baby. <laughs> you know, so I, I find that that's where most of my boundaries are, is I want to do things myself. And um, I've been independent forever and I, I don't see that changing. And and sometimes I can be a little stubborn about that, I guess, if you will. So I have had some situations where I've had to just say to someone, hey, you know, please don't do it for me or you're helping me too much. Um, I was trying to think of very specific examples. And for several years, I owned a horse and when I first was working with the horse, I just wanted to learn to do that on my own. He could see, you know, what, what could be the problem? He could see fine. <laughs> and, so, and a friend of mine, and I don't remember what he was doing, but he remembers to this day that I finally just looked at him and said, if you keep trying to do everything for me, you cannot come back. Now, I I probably said exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> We're you don't still remember friends. That no, way, no, exactly, I probably did. But... <laughs> We're still friends. And I get it. You know, that particular situation, there's, there is more risk, you know, horses are big and they're not always going the way you're going on. You can't see where you're going. So, but we worked through that and, um, hopefully I've learned to say things that, you know, let me try this, or I, I need to be able to do this today to feel good about something. I've also had to learn when it's okay to just step back. And I've had my friends have to set boundaries with me and it hurts my feelings a little bit. And that's not their intent. But sometimes they say, Tara, at this point, it's a little easier if we just do this and then we can move on to something else. But your wanting to help is not necessarily helpful at this moment. And, you know, that's not something I want to hear. So I think it goes both ways. Um, I have to set some boundaries and I've had friends set some boundaries with me because of that need to help and not recognizing sometimes that, you know, this may not be the moment for me to do that. That's so interesting. Eugenia, I heard you kind of jump in a little bit. Have you had that similar experience as well? 
I, I have. And, you know, I, I, I agree with Tara. I think it's, you have to set the boundaries and so do, so do the people around you. And I have a lot of people that try to do too much and you do have to say to them, I'm, I'm good. I could do this, you know, and, and, and I do get, <laughs> I always say my snarkiness um, with people because they're trying to do too much and, I try to be nice about it, but sometimes you have to be a little firmer with people and say, nope, I got it. You know, I'm good. And I always throw out that I'm trying to be more independent. I'm trying to be independent. And sometimes that people do back off a little bit and I am trying to be, but then I also had to learn. I do have limitations. I have to let them step in and help me. And that has been a big thing. It's just a juggling act. You have to figure out as you go through it. And again, I know Tara has been through this longer than I have. So, you know, she's probably better than I am. I don't know. No, no, don't go there. Well, it's such a good point though. Cause I I think when I was, when I was posing this question, I was thinking, you know, the, the boundaries that you have to set with other folks, but I guess I wasn't thinking of, it goes both ways, right? This is a friendship. And so sometimes It it is hearing suggestions and ideas and maybe boundaries that your friends are setting as well so that's such a good point that i think that you both made okay so another i'm shifting a little bit here how about how about friendships that you have you have now because of your vision loss like you gain these friendships or relationships has that happened for you guys or can you share a little bit about that i don't know who wants to jump in eugenia do you want to start us off yeah sure i have one that's I know it's a kind of a funny one. When I finally started getting my brain back or in order and my, you know, everything going and I was stuck at home and I went back to Facebook and that's, I have friends in different um, states that we lived in. And so I started getting back to that. And I know when I was feeling better through all my rehab and whatever, I put on a dress and I thought, Oh, I, I, you know, I really like the way I look. And I was at that point in a walk, used a walker. So I took a picture, put it on Facebook and I got a response from somebody named Babette and I don't know a Babette. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my Facebook is private. It's not public. So I, I was like, Oh, thanks Babette. She says, Oh, you look great. You're doing great. So then through that friendship, we kept talking. She has a group called positivity that she had organized. She's a she's a nurse. She's a minister. She's a wonderful person. She invited me to join it. I have been with this group for two and a half years wow. with all these people. I even have a friend in Italy. I've never met any of them, but they've prayed with me. They've cried with me. They've gotten me through some moments with my children. They are a big part of my healing with everything, including acceptance of many things. And uh, that was the newest friendship. My old friendships came back, especially through Facebook, because we were able to talk to each other again. But Babette is a new one. And we still, to this day, have no idea how we connected. So I, it's one of those mysteries. I think some divine intervention came down and I needed this group. They got me, they pulled me through a lot of trauma, you know, that I had at that time. And they're still, we're still going for each other. And I found a purpose to help other people through that. So that is a friendship I, I cherish. It's wonderful. What a what an amazing community. Just hearing you talk about yeah. it. They're great people. Getting all like goosebumps. Yeah, they're really, they're really <laughs> great people. <laughs> no, and it's, it, I mean, you hear about all the challenges with social media and the, the things that happened. But I mean, it, to hear a story like this is really kind of cool. Thanks for sharing that. 
Tara, how about you? Like, if there are friendships that, you know, have now become part of your lives because of your vision loss? It did, and it has, and fortunately, it continues. So when I was losing my vision and things were happening so quickly way back when, I got introduced to a sight loss support group. And this is critical because I had that support then and probably never since then until more recently again. So that's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny that way. So I, you know, I wouldn't have met them otherwise. And um, I was probably new to some of this vision loss stuff and really learned a lot from different people. You know, they kind of helped me get through that. And it wasn't a very long period because I was only there as a part of that group for about a year. And then I started moving different places for my career. And I kept living in places where I often was, quote unquote, the only person who was blind that I could find or anyone else for so many years, literally for the next 30 years, I lived in places where I actually have access to a support group. And, you know, prior to the pandemic, we didn't have all the virtual access that we have. So I just didn't live in as a possibility. And then when I most, my most recent move, I reconnected with some of those same people and those years weren't there in between and, uh, you know, still have that same connection with many. And it's just been such a gift to have people, you know, back in my life and, you know, who knows why things come and go, but I've always had a belief that at the time in your life, there are people there for a reason, you know, and some people stay, some people leave, some people come back and that's the beauty of it to me. There's a flow to it. So I don't know if my friends would agree with that, but I, I do. So <laughs> hopefully, um, and then I've also met people throughout life that I know I would never have met had I not had vision loss and um, just so many situations. And and it's really been in situations where people have just been willing to help or those kind of things. And I thought, wow, I would never have met you if I had driven myself to the store and picked out my own stuff, you know, or whatever, whatever this situation was where that help occurred. And we may not have become friends, but for that time frame and those moments, it was incredibly helpful and valuable to me. Wow. What a great perspective and what an interesting thing that the vision loss itself was something that brought about the friendships. As you say, it was it was a positive thing that may not have happened if you still had your sight and could drive yourself somewhere or what have you. So I'm curious, this has been a wonderful conversation. And as we wrap things up and bring it to a close, I'm just wondering if there's anything about your friendships now, either in who your friends are, how they came to be there, or how you approach friendships in general. Is there anything positive that vision loss has done in terms of impacting your friendships? I believe it gave me a different perspective on people's, uh, I don't know, weaknesses, people's, what people call weaknesses, which again, I don't, but I think it has helped me be more sympathetic to people and my friendships. I, I just guess I didn't realize how much love I had through these people. And when they find out what you're going through or what you have going through or what you're they show me that they applaud the steps I'd make forward they you know they go through the ups and downs with me but that's the positive that I have that support system with my friends and I guess 
that to me has made me stronger. And as long as you're willing to accept that, and like you said, do boundaries, I could go into a store and if I'm trying to figure out this, put the ATM or do those, I don't know what those little lines are where you, it beeps at you. The clerk behind the counter is willing to help me. And I think it makes them, makes them feel good too. And that makes me feel good that I'm, I may not be happy that I'm blind or whatever, I'm adapting to it, but I, I like to be happy. And on the overall, I guess, I think with friends, uh, I think it's become stronger for me. I think those friendships and it helps me get through day to day because the positive is what I need. And I don't know if that <laughs> answers the question or not, but it does. It just speaks to the fact that everybody has some kind of vulnerability and being willing to show that to one another and find out, wow, it's not so bad. As you said, it's not a weakness. It's not a weakness. Vulnerability is a better word. <laughs> yes. And, and you're not alone. Tara, how about you? Well, I was trying to think. I Yeah, I, I feel so fortunate to have my friends over the long term, you know, really only a few that knew me when I could see so so many of them and you know but again we've gone through so many of them we've gone through that transition together and so just think it's so fortunate that people are willing to stay with you through that and specific to the vision loss I think about this not only in terms of friends but just in terms of people well I hope when I had my complete sight that I could just take a person for who they were if you will and I think that's a beauty of losing your vision is really that's all you have all those visuals that we see all those non-verbals, you don't have those anymore. So you really just, you just interact with people as they come or whatever they offer. And for me, that is a wonderful thing. Um, it means you just kind of start out on a, on the same place with, with everyone and, and you build from there. So you, it either builds based on your interactions or, or it doesn't build based on interactions. But I've always thought if there was a gift in vision loss, it was, a, it was to be able to take away judgment. I, I love that, Tara. I love that you said that. It means a lot to me. It's a it's a beautiful statement, actually. Absolutely. Wow. This has been an amazing discussion. And I think just even in this small amount of time that we've been together, there's still some processing that happens and some things that we learn about ourselves and each other in having conversations like this. And that's what it's all about. Again, thank you all for joining us, um, for sharing those perspectives and just being willing to open up and talk about things that might be a little bit difficult. And of course, also to share those positive aspects of friendship as well. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Got something to say? Share your thoughts about this episode of Hadley Presents or make suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at hadleyhelps.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at hadleyhelps.org. Or leave us a message at 847 784 2870. Thanks for listening.